Welcome to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Hi, I'm Kim Marcellus, Senior Editor of McKnight's Long-Term Care News. Today, I'm here with Sally Cantwell, Senior Director of Recruitment and Retention for PACS. PAX is a growing post-acute care management company that supports over 20,000 caregivers in about 100 facilities in seven states. Sally is going to talk with us about how PAX is keeping those buildings staffed, including sharing some innovative approaches to both hiring and retention. Welcome, Sally. Hi, thanks for having me. So Sally, as you and I have discussed a little previously, you come to this role a little differently than others who hold similar titles in skilled nursing. Tell me a little about your background and maybe how that suits you as someone who has to think outside the box on recruiting nursing home staff. Yeah, thanks. Great question. I, I definitely have a different background. I've spent uh, about 16 and a half years in academia and uh, realized that I've been in the business of people for so long, whether it's working with faculty or students. And as I've come on board at PAX, my background there with curriculum development and knowing how nurses think and being in the world of collaboration, I think has really influenced this thinking out of the box. Um, lots of questions about how are our employees feeling valued? What do your clinical partnerships look like? How valuable quality clinical sites are to students' experiences and looking at those relationships as we're working with facilities and in recruiting nurses. And if we can answer those things about ourselves and about the facilities we support, then it's given us a different approach to having quality people inside the facilities. So one of the things I'm most excited to learn, because I know this continues to be an issue for so many providers, um, is how are you working on reducing agency staff? Can you tell us a little bit about in your time with the organization, uh, what you've focused on and, and what seems to be working for PACS? Yeah, so our approach has been a collective discussion of sorts. There are our facilities and regions, or the facilities and regions, I should say, have chosen to have regional recruiters. And when I came on board, nobody was speaking to one another. They were advocating for their own space. And so when I came on board, we decided to help the facilities by advocating for them, being a common facilitator between them. And now we have kind of an onboarding orientation for new recruiters. We've centralized our app the applicant tracking system that they're using and created a website called sniffjobs.com uh, as kind of a marketing recruitment for frontline staffing. And then myself and the regional recruiters all have a monthly meeting with one another to talk about how things are going. And then in addition to that, I have the opportunity to visit some of these regions and help build clinical partnerships with local nursing programs, which has been a fun niche for me to know and often have a background with knowing some of these individuals, which has been a good insight. And all of these tools and approaches have uh, helped us reduce agency in our buildings and in the oh. buildings. 
You, you mentioned the regional differences at the outset, and for folks who don't know, I should mention that you have a couple of states in the south, and most of uh, the facilities you support are in the west. Um, do, do you still have to take a somewhat regional approach? Because certainly, I would think people who are applying for a job, I think Kentucky is one of your states. Uh -huh. um, if you're if you're applying for a job in Kentucky, you don't necessarily want to see ads for something out west. So. Can you talk just a little bit about that? I know I'm throwing that extra question at you. No, absolutely. <laughs> helpful. Yeah, as as we have tried to um, humanize our recruitment efforts, right, and not all these automated requests to come and work for these buildings, we definitely have put um, individual focus on those areas in those buildings. So if you were to go to sniffjobs.com, the very first thing it says is um, like find jobs near you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it says. And then you're able to go on to the state that you're interested in and click the, the biggest city in the area. And then that has locations of buildings where you can find jobs in the area. So that is one way that it's you don't have to just look for long-term care jobs. You can specify where in what state you're looking and go and look for jobs in those areas. So you've built a national tool, but the user can have a local experience. I like that. Exactly. And can you talk a little bit about your results with agency? Are there any numbers you're able to share with us? Uh, I mean, I can tell you that with the facilities we support and with some of our regional recruiters, some areas are completely out of that. There's no agency in their buildings at all. One of the big pushes has been kind of starting from the bottom up, meaning getting CNA registry out of the buildings, agency out of the buildings, and then uh, moving up towards nursing. And in some states, we're completely out. And in other states like California, they have some counties they're completely out and others that they're not. And so it is definitely a localized um, issue to work on. And part of that has been the relationships with nursing programs. A, a big help with that has been that, that as we get students in clinical rotations in the facilities, that they're building those long-term relationships and then individuals are seeing the culture in the buildings and really getting to know them and finding that they're very attracted to that type of environment and then we're able to recruit and retain them inside those facilities. Okay, perfect transition to the next question then. So tell me a little bit more about the recruitment and how are you finding those new people that you want to bring into your settings and, and introduce them to skilled nursing before they set their career path to some other setting? How, how are you getting them first? Yes, so as I mentioned before, our biggest change in outreach has been getting these students in the facilities during their nursing program. So they come in and are say in their LVN program and they're doing a clinical rotation for school in the facility. And as they get to mentor and see the different roles that are inside skilled nursing and the really amazing skills that they can develop and then the career opportunities, it's like the best 
job interview on both sides and then they meet the admins and they see the quality of nursing staff and it's the best way to engage them and have them stay because if they're in nursing school in that area generally they live there right so you're not recruiting from outside and then the next step is that they'll, they'll have personal experience and build relationships and it's the just the best way to recruit and retain them that is our that's been our biggest success and do you find sally that if you're the person behind some of those efforts does the fact that you come from an academic background does that help you open some doors and have some conversations that um, maybe other folks in your role would have found more challenging to do absolutely uh yes that has hopefully been one way that i've been able to think outside of the box in supporting these facilities is knowing some of the language knowing some of the individuals being able to speak to the um, quality experiences and the various experiences students should have during their education to help them be well-rounded and i having been a chair of nursing and living in that world it's definitely helped build those relationships in fact there was a really funny opportunity i came into a meeting to support one of the regions and logged into the meeting and the school that was on and myself ended up completely knowing each other and we had no idea and it was it was really funny. So that turned into a huge statewide support in California, which was wonderful. That was terrific. Great. So I, I don't want to skip over CNAs. You were just talking about RNs and LVNs and the potential to, to bring them into your buildings. You told me previously that um, PAX does not have any CNA schools or programs of its own. So can you tell me a little bit how you're partnering with existing CNA schools and any of the challenges you face there, particularly? I know getting people certified in many states has been a challenge. Have, have you guys worked through that or are there other challenges in the states you are in? Yeah, that's a great question. It, that in and itself has been kind of a fluid relationship in deciding, do you know, partnering with schools versus having a CNA school and the the challenges with both of those things. And we found the greatest success in supporting local CNA schools and partnering with them to ensure that they have a place to do skills training and you know, their pass-offs and having access to patients and possibly recruiting instructors and those types of things. So that's been the way we've been uh, addressing some of those challenges. And one of our, the latest successes for one of the regions we support has that they have signed with a local program and are running CNAs quickly and you know quality wise through and have partnered with i believe five buildings in the area to generate cnas with help of instructors in the facilities i think every two months which has been a great influx for cnas yeah so even if you've moved the agency out i know turnover continues to be an issue so you probably always have openings particularly at that level yeah so it's hard you know that I think people have an idea about coming into the field and then they actually get in there and perform patient care. And that is a great moment to decide if it's for you or not. <laughs> Particularly with the geriatric population and maybe having stereotypes, but not really having had any experience caring for this, uh, this patient population. 
Well, and even, you know, the facilities are mostly skilled. Most of them have patients that are turned around in 30 days and are no longer with them. So the skill level is very high. We're talking about IVs and wounds and vents in some places. And so it is not just long-term care. And, and I think that those types of opportunities, that advanced care can be very rewarding for people who work up to it, that, that it gives you a way to work at the top of the license um, that maybe would have been reserved for hospitals in the past. So I think that's a great selling point. So I want to get to one last question because certainly it's great to bring people in, but how do you keep them? Tell us a little bit about how you're trying to make jobs more fulfilling, rewarding. How do you get your people to stay? Yeah, retention is probably one of my favorite things over the years and even including my previous career in academia. I've always felt like retention is our true connection with the people that work with us and for us. Um, And there's a few things that we're trying to encourage the facilities we support to do. That's to prioritize culture, embrace flexibility, really know what your, are you doing 30, 60, 90 day employee check-ins? If you lose an individual, do you have an exit interview strategy set up? Do you have a good feedback loop? Um, So that communication and connection, do you incentivize loyalty? Do you have clear roles and responsibilities? Are, is there growth opportunities? And do you recognize and reward effort? And those are a lot of things, but those are, those are absolutely best practice for retaining quality individuals that want to be there. And it's also one of the best ways to recognize talent, you know, for those opportunities to grow from within that people are seeking you know, career ladder opportunities and whatnot. So that's a lot of things, but those are retention best practices, that connection, that making it personal. Do you know who works for you? Do you allow the buildings to implement those kind of bullet points in a way that makes sense for them and their markets? Or are you really kind of giving them tools to do it a certain way? Yeah, as consultants, it is kind of there are they a brand new administrator that needs tools and we help set them up with a baseline and work through it so it is what works best for them in their facility right so kind of starting with a tool and then massaging it for what they need or it is just giving ideas and some of these buildings just run with them and make them their own and that's kind of the best part about being a consulting company is meeting them where their needs are. Okay. And I have to ask on one specific, because this is always a hot topic. You mentioned incentivizing loyalty. What have you seen that works? And and I'm not even necessarily talking about dollar amounts, but what tactics or strategies? Yeah, great question. And those can be really various and they are based on um, maybe asking those questions inside like what matters to the employees working for you, right? Is it a gas card? Is it um, a scholarship program? Tickets to games and events? An extra day of PTO? Uh, Performance bonuses? They're very, very variable. Or did you promise them something and it's just a matter of keeping your word? Those are a lot of, so loyalty programs, it can be that they bring in a food truck for the day based on 
how well people are performing. There's been a lot of different things. So, okay, great examples. Yeah, I, I think folks are always looking for ideas or ways to add because, again, we all know there's there's not enough you can do to keep people satisfied. So, absolutely. Well, Sally, thanks so much for sharing your approach and how you've gotten started in this role. Uh, love to check back with you at some point in the future and, and hear how it's going. I hope for everybody's sake that it keeps getting easier. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen any of that, but one day it's got to get easier. I do so think it. it's improving. I do. I think Great. it's improving. Yeah. And, and you mentioned um, specifically improvement. Um, I, I think you had said the agency obviously is improving a lot, but are you seeing that across the board when you say there's been improvement or is that at certain levels only? I think it's improving across the board. And the hard part is, you know, it, we ask ourselves in recruitment and areas, are we are we fighting a quantity problem or a quality problem? And being able to answer that honestly and then digging down into the culture of your buildings, I think really makes an impact on agency in your buildings. All right, Sally, we'll leave it at that. Thank you so much. And that's it for this session. Thank you so much for McKnight's. This is Kim Marcellus. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care news, visit McKnight's.com.